Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily CoronaCast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And the CoronaCast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Brian. Hey, Liz. How are you? I'm good. You know, still hanging in there. Still... It snowed this morning. Did it snow where you were? What? It snowed here. I was so confused. I don't know. Have you looked, did have... you look outside this morning? You know what? I honestly have not engaged with outdoors <laughs> at all today. So, like, for me to say it didn't snow, I don't know that. Yeah. But that's I mean, how... I could I... be lying. That's... You know what? I will say that Mother Earth popped off for earth day like there mm-hmm. was an earthquake in <laughs> there's an earthquake in california there were multiple tornadoes last night it's fucking randomly snowing mm-hmm. you just kind of went April. hard for her birthday as she yeah. <laughs> as she should as you would mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. is a big year you know mm-hmm. she pandemic us like yeah. it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah she's a little sick but you know her immune system is fighting back yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, how are you? What are you up to? You know, just the same stuff pretty much all the time. That's well, pretty much, you know, how it is, how it's going for all of us, I think. Yeah, um, it's like at a certain point, I just feel like I have no new updates. Like I'm still doing the same stuff. I'm still watching True Blood. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting to the place in True Blood where when it was originally on air, I fell off because I, I thought it got unwatchable, but I promised myself I'm going to persevere this time all the way through to the end nice um so nice yeah I am, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still just po- powering through harry potter audiobooks i keep like going to bed early and listening to it as i fall asleep it's really pleasant <laughs> <laughs> like an old lady uh, should i start the news yeah let's get into the okay. news so as of today, there are now at least 842,62400 coronavirus cases in the United States, including 46,785 deaths. Um, we're learning more about the origins of coronavirus with the new evidence that, again, suggests it was spreading in the U.S. even earlier than we originally had thought. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Elise's uh, Dungeons & Dragons, is that what it is? Yes, the my Dungeons & Dungeons- Dragons group. Was uh, my, was yeah. My Dungeons and Dragons group started to be affected end of February, early March. Again, I think that I potentially had it over Valentine's Day. Yeah. But what I've been finding, because when I said that, actually, a lot of really awesome sub fans reached out to me and sent me information on how to get antibody tests, and I reached out to all of them. But a lot of them, I'm noticing in their qualifications, it's like you've been sick. They have like a date range of when you got sick. And it mostly reflects like March dates. Mm. So I don't know if that's just because they, at the point where these restrictions, like these 
eligibility requirements were put in place, we didn't think it was circulating before March, or if it's because of how antibodies work. I have zero knowledge <laughs> on how, how antibodies work. Yeah. Uh, so I can't tell either way, but I haven't, uh, the people I've emailed have not gotten back to me about getting antibody tested because I think that I was sick too long ago. Mm. So this news has come about as a 57-year-old, otherwise healthy woman in California died in her home in early February. Her name was Patricia Dowd. She lived in the Bay Area, and her family said they thought that she had died of a heart attack. However, they were able to take tissue samples, and they confirmed that she had COVID when she died on February 6th. Wow. Another confirmed COVID fatality was a 67-year-old man who died on February 17th. That's well before the United States previously understood the first coronavirus-related death on February 29th in Washington State. Neither of those victims had traveled to areas heavily impacted at the time, so community transmission is likely cause. Yeah, you know, I mean, I even, to go back to my harrowing experience of having potentially COVID on Valentine's Day, (laughs) uh, as it was, like, before it became in the zeitgeist to know about coronavirus, like, I just assumed I had the flu. So there were probably a lot of people passing it around who just, who didn't get that critically ill, who were like, oh, man, I just had a bad flu. Totally. And, like, I, I now I'm, like, thinking about every, like, ache and pain that I had in February and March and, like, Jan- even January now. I'm like, did I have – was that what that was? You know, like, or, know. like, head, like, random headaches or, like, Antonio was just talking about how he was, like, really sore and had a sore th- – like, his body was sore and had a sore throat, but it was, like, not that much. I was like, so did we just, like – maybe, like, we all just had coronavirus and didn't know. I know. But- there's no way for us to know until we can be tested. But. I know. And it's and it's so crazy because the more we hear stuff where it's like, well, actually, there are so many asymptomatic carriers. And actually, the virus can look from anything like a like mild sniffles and tiredness to like you, mm-hmm. you explode in the street. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like impossible to try to figure out without testing and without, yeah, like, again, massive widespread testing. Yeah. It feels like just anything could be the virus. Like I, I know, feel so panicked. They're like they're like symptoms are diarrhea or fever and chills. Some <laughs> symptoms are pains and aches. Some are just a headache. And it's like, what? Okay, so like if you're feeling anything, you could have had it, basically. Exactly. So. Exactly. And did you see the two domestic cats tested positive for it in New York? That is so now I'm crazy. looking at my cat, like <laughs> I'm like Don't. How did the well how how do domestic cats in New York get it if like because like they don't I, like they're I going think, outside? So I think they were saying that like the cats can't give it to us, but we can give it to the cat. That is so weird. I know. If I got if I gave my cat coronavirus, what's the point of checking that? I don't know. I don't know. I like I can't my my fiance Danny, he's like very upset about the news about cats getting coronavirus and I'm like I literally have no mental space to even engage with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is upsetting to me, yes, but I can't let it into my soul that the yeah. cat can get coronavirus. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for 
anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, speaking of upsetting news, (laughs) a doctor who led the federal effort to develop a vaccine for coronavirus was reassigned at the height of the pandemic after he pushed for more vetting of hydroxychloroquine. So that hydroxychloroquine is the drug that Trump has just randomly decided is the miracle cure. He's been pushing it for a while. Uh, So the doctor, whose name is Rick Bright, was, until recently, the director of the Department of Health and Human Services Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. This is the federal agency that is involved with developing the coronavirus vaccine. Basically, he put out this statement saying that he was abruptly reassigned this week to a smaller job. So he was like, demoted. And he attributes this in the statement to, basically, he says that he was pressured to direct money to hydroxychloroquine, which he calls a potentially dangerous drug (laughs) promoted by those with political connections. And he says that because he kind of was pushing for more vetting of chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine before we give it all this money, he believes that he, this is why he was reassigned and demoted. He said, I am speaking out because to combat this deadly virus, science, not politics or cronyism, has to lead the way. And a source actually told the New York Times that Bright was urged to devote more resources to the drug after the president met with one of his rich friends who touted it. And then, of course, Trump had a press briefing yesterday where they asked him about Rick Bright, and he was like, I've never heard of him. That and- doesn't sound good for you either. Dude. I know it doesn't matter. It you haven't heard of anything. We've established that you have no idea what anything <laughs> is. Okay, <laughs> so I never heard of him. I don't know anything. And it's like, yeah, maybe you don't. But it seems like your orders are support, like support hydroxychloroquine. So people who are doing your bidding fired. Yeah, him. but like, like also we are at the height of a pandemic that he is supposed to be addressing, and he doesn't know who the director of the Department of Health and Human Services is? That's... It's like... That's a great point. Like, you don't know the guy who's directing the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority that's in charge of the coronavirus vaccine. Like, that just makes you look even dumber, you prick. I know. It's like, can you meet (laughs) with him one time, maybe? (laughs) Do a Zoom? He's a very easy name to remember. Rick Bright. Very easy. But I mean, remember he called called Tim Cook Tim Apple, so he can't, Mm -hmm. he's not like. Every time I see Tim Cook now, I think that. 
I think of Tim Apple. Tim like, Apple oh, Tim. is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Apple, I do, was, was a gift. I liked that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is like, these are the kind of stories that are really alarming because it's like, it again just shows you that Trump's pettiness is like the only thing that drives him to do anything. And now he has decided for whatever whatever reason, whether it be that his friends asked him, whether it be that he personally has a financial stake, whether it be just that he said it and now he has to make it so, he has decided that hydroxychloroquine is going to save us from COVID-19. And now in order to appease him, we have to direct money and resources towards that that could be directed towards other more promising things. Mm-hmm. It's like like these doctors don't have the ability to not go down that path if it's not fruitful. Maybe it is, and maybe like we should put all this money into it or whatever. I don't actually know. I mean, it seems to be a treatment of some kind that is being used, but if they find that there's a better treatment, are they going to have to still fake put, pay attention to hydroxychloroquine just to make Trump happy? Mm-hmm. You know, they will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, this, this is the same thing that keeps happening with this guy. It's like, you know, he doesn't take science in fact, and anyone who does, he like disputes it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's Sharpie gate. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really crazy. To be like, to, to be in the middle of this crisis and to have to see all of these experts like, you know, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, this guy, all of these people, all these experts are trying to solve the crisis while also having to dance around this very frail ego of the president and make sure that mm-hmm. nothing ever seems like they're criticizing him and that anything that he says has to be entertained to some degree, even if it's not like a fruitful avenue to go down because he's so petty and small that he will stop the real work that's being done if we don't go on his like little fanciful journeys. Yeah, it's wild. So, and on top of all of that, whistleblowers for the Health and Human Services Department were also recently reassigned after alerting higher ups that they were not given PPE when going into medical facilities. So now we're seeing retaliation and punishment for anyone who points out things that this administration is doing wrong, which again, it's like all of these experts have to dance around Trump's very frail ego to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another bizarre staffing story coming about right now. So there's a big wall street journal story on the failures of Alex Azar, the health and human services secretary in raising alarms early enough on the pandemic. Among these failures is that he chose a former Labradoodle breeder with minimal public health experience to lead the department's coronavirus response. What? Um, yes. So the guy he chose is a man named Brian Harrison. He was, he's Azar's deputy chief of staff. He was appointed as a senior lead on the Health and Human Services Coronavirus Task Force. He had worked on it as Azar's assistant for one year in 2006 when they both worked for the Bush administration. However, more recently, he ran Dallas Labradoodles between 2012 and 2018 before joining the Trump administration as his deputy chief of staff under Alex Azar, according to Reuters. Well, I I mean, I guess 
pets can get coronavirus. I so. mean, <laughs> I guess like you are crossbreeding animals, and so that is science. That you know what? That is science. That so, is science. So in a way, he's a scientist. Have you guys met any breeders? Like no. any re- breeders IRL? Like it's honestly, I think it's an amazing profession. How awesome would it be? I mean, like to like just be around dogs all the time. Um, however, I would say they are a specific type of people. <laughs> um, interesting yes. to say the least. Best and in Show covered this a little I, bit. Exactly. I mean, but Best in Show is show dogs. I feel like Breeders is another. It's it's like it's in the same family. Here's what I'll say is that I've been very interested in getting a King Charles Spaniel. That's what when oh, all of this is done. Joe Betty's half King Charles Spaniel. Right, because she's a cavapoo, she's right? She's a cavapoo, yes. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about getting one. Queen Victoria had one named Dash. I've been thinking about getting one and naming it Dash. Anyway, I've been going on websites for breeders that do uh, King Charles Spaniels, and I will say that all of their websites are chaos. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, complete, like... When was this website built? The early 90s. Mm-hmm. Weird, like, sparkly letters everywhere. Stuff's crazy. Mm-hmm. Very, very hard to navigate the website. And, yeah, that's what I have to say about web- <laughs> dog breeding yeah. websites. So this Health and Human Services Task Force coordinates the coronavirus response of numerous agencies including bodies such as the uh, Food and Drug Administration, the CDC, um, the National Institute of Health. So this role, some would argue, is quite important. (laughs) Um, And perhaps, you know, they should have, uh, you know, installed someone with some, you know, science background. Yeah, a doctor or... Even like at this point, I'd be like, "You're more qualified if you work next to a hospital." Exactly. Yes, <laughs> I. Man. I do live across the street from a hospital. I myself. Yeah. And maybe more I see more doctors qualified. going in and out. I'm familiar mm-hmm. with the lifestyle generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. And again, like we've said this a million times, but like the pandemic is exposing all of the flaws in our system. All of the things, all of the bad things we ignored about Trump are coming to light. And one of them is the fact that he was so haphazard about filling so many positions. He has no, like he genuinely does not know who is in these roles. He's not given them any thought. And so we have now a labradoodle breeder. (laughs) who is in charge of public health administration. Like That is not Mm -hmm. acceptable. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, 
Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I feel like I do this segue all the time. Speaking of craziness, <laughs> <laughs> the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, who should be Stacey Abrams, but he's not, is still planning to open up Georgia tomorrow. Yeah. But in a surprise twist, yesterday, Donald Trump said that he strongly disagrees with his decision. And uh, says that they need to wait a little longer, which is, I just feel like is so crazy. Like, Brian Kemp, Brian Kemp is like, I did this for you, man. I know. Like, I did this to impress you. Motherfucker Trump, like three days ago, was like, liberate Virginia, liberate yes. Minnesota. So like, how is anyone, how are these, everyone who follows Trump picked such a hard person to follow. Like, I made the right decision in standing Lady Gaga 10 years ago. Yes. Because, I mean, she has had some missteps, but, you know, she always picks herself back up. And she has a, you know, a upward through line. Upward trajectory. Upward trajectory. She's consistent in her, you know, her her messaging. Yes. Trump. You follow Trump. You, you, it's a, you, 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 could be, you could be a traitor the next day without even realizing it. Exactly. And it's so, it's kind of funny to watch these governors like Ron DeSantis and all these people literally like begging him to tell them what to do mm-hmm. and basically being like I'll do it man you want me to reopen and kill all these people I'll fucking do it for you babe <laughs> just tell me what to do and he is so scared of making any decisions in this because then he can be held to that decision that he's just all over the place and now Brian Kemp looks like even more of an asshole than he looked like before, which no one even thought was possible. <laughs> it reminds me of that episode of Parks and Recreation where they're trying to come up with a campaign video for Leslie Nope, mm-hmm. and, to- and there's two different teams, one, one, one with a negative messaging and one with good messaging, and Tom Haverford like can't pick a side. He's like, so Leslie had some good points, but Ben also had some very good points. Trump is that always. He's just yes. like, he's never picking a side. He's just like, right down the middle yeah and he really cannot handle the task of having to give hard news to anyone so like Mm -hmm. even in this statement about georgia he was like they just have to wait a little while longer only a little while it's gonna be fine also (laughs) five minutes five minutes tops don't worry guys like he can't just be like we're in this for the long haul it's gonna be a couple months opening up too soon is dangerous Mm -hmm. he has to like even as he's saying that he has to also say but it's going to open up soon and like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's really, it's really crazy. South Carolina and Oklahoma, Oklahoma also have announced plans to open up portions of their economy this week, even though Lindsey Graham came out and was like, I think it's too early for South Carolina and Georgia. And mayors of like 
local towns that rely on social gatherings are also starting to get antsy, most notably Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman has been truly appearing on every show to make a fool of herself. It's like they picked the mayor by who was the last person standing in the casino. Literally, they were like, they they truly were like, who is they they got went to the casino at 5 a.m. and were like, who is the most coherent person? And they found <laughs> Carolyn just being like, and let me tell you. Yeah. And now they're like, this is the mayor of Las Vegas. Yeah, it's like she blew on the dice and it and it got whatever numbers it's supposed to get. So let's pick her. It is on brand for Las Vegas to have such a a crazy cuckoo bananas mayor. But mm-hmm. so basically, for those of you who have not already seen the clips of her that are floating around. Goodman believes that social distancing is, quote, insanity. She wants to reopen Las Vegas. uh, And she actually discussed these plans with Anderson Cooper. Uh, Let's play a clip of that. How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. Anybody who knows anything about statistics knows that, for instance, you have a vaccine. You're, you're offering you the, real the citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group to see if your I theory on social distancing no, works no, no, or doesn't no, work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. You just said, said we'll said be a control I group. Offer, excuse me. What I said was. I offered to be a control group, and I was told by our statistician, you can't do that because people from all parts of Southern Nevada come in to work in the city. And I said, oh, that's too bad because I know when you have a disease, you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar, and then you get those that actually get the shot. We would love to be that placebo side so you have something to measure against. So all you, the data until You want to get the placebo. You don't want to get the actual... Well, no, the group that gets the placebo, by the way, usually gets the short end of the stick. Um, well, you don't know. How do you know when you, Mayor, you're in part of let that me just group? Say, you are. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor if, if, you, if casinos reopen, are you going to be inside those casinos every single night putting your own life on the line? I have lived in this town for 56 years. Are you going to go to the casinos every night and put your life on the line no, like I, all the workers I, you say I've you were there holding town, their hands? So I am. They don't need it. We weren't broken. We as tragically have 150 people we lost. Tragic. We have 2.3 million people here. I haven't heard and you say yes, that you would be sitting on those casino floors every night along with the people that you say you are holding their hands with. What, what is the purpose of that? First of all, I have the family. Because it would, be putting, your money, it would be putting what money you where your mouth is, to use, a, I guess, a Las Vegas wait, wait, term. Anderson, you if you are say it's safe. Anderson. Okay, so you're not willing Anderson to sit on the casino floors a, with them when they're reopened <laughs> and breathe the refiltered air. First of all, I don't gamble. I used to gamble when we first came to town. I don't have the time. I work seven days a week. I have so many things that I have to attend to. I can't. I, sit I wouldn't want to sit on those floors floor. either. Every, I wouldn't want to sit on the floors well. either. I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so basically, she's offering to do an experiment on her mm-hmm. town, which is mm-hmm. fucking bold. I would say certainly bold. Well, it's like she 
and then it, it, later in the in the interview, Anderson is like, um, so will you be going into the casinos as like an act of solidarity? And she's like, no, I have a family. And it's like, what? Don't you she, think these people have families, you crazy monster? It's 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 really wild because one of the elements you have to remember when you're sitting when these go when these governors are talking about like opening up states and these like, you know, this woman is out here being like, open up the casinos is like what she's also saying is that the workers will no longer be protected. Like they'll be expected to go into work if their employer opens up. So there it's basically like you're opening up all of these workers to getting sick because people aren't going to go to the casinos. Maybe some will, but it's not like they're going to be flooded. Like people are not planning a trip to Las Vegas. So all that's going to happen is you're just putting these workers at risk and you're making them no longer eligible for like the expanded unemployment or anything because their job came back. So you're fucking these workers over. Uh, I would honestly suggest watching the entire Anderson Cooper interview. At one point, he tries to show her a graphic of how the virus spread from a single carrier in a restaurant in China to multiple diners nearby. And she just interrupts. She doesn't even, he, do- he doesn't even get to explain what it is before she interrupts. And she's like, well, that's China. We're in Nevada. And, and Anderson <laughs> Cooper is like, wow, that's really ignorant. <laughs> There's like also a picture of him and he's like this. And then, like, covering his face, and she's just, like, it's, like, perfectly encapsulates the whole thing. She's truly, and I've I've been using this phrase more and more as we've been doing the Corona cast, but once again, she is a stone-cold moron. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, she, and I watched a couple interviews with her, and it, she is never not operating at a 10 on the crazy scale. Like, she, I was watching her yell at one person. It was a female uh, reporter, and she was saying, like, well, I just assume that everyone has it. So we just got to go forward like 100% of people have it and uh, and then solve it from there. And I'm like, what? How is that a helpful way to frame this? What are you talking about? Oh, uh, gosh. She, I mean, cuckoo. Cuckoo Lulu. Yeah, stupid, stupid is as stupid does. Yes, as they exactly. say. Forrest Gump. Um, but on that score, Nevada Governor Steve Sisliak, who's a Democrat, told CNN later on Wednesday night that uh, we, as in Nevada, is clearly not ready to open. So that's not going to happen. But uh, I appreciate I appreciate her doing these interviews because I really thought up until I watched this that in. In Trump's America, I was no longer able to be, like, surprised by how stupid someone could be on TV. Mm-hmm. And then I watched that interview, and I felt I felt that old joy again of seeing a really, really dumb person go on TV and just make <laughs> themselves look foolish. Yeah. She's also well, laughing the whole time. She's like, Anderson, please. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Anderson, please, that's China. That's not Nevada. <laughs> We have different, completely different geopolitical yeah, and exactly. climate. The t- things they going got, on. They're a different time. It's a whole yeah. different time over there, Anderson. It's not the same. There, there is something about Las Vegas that like makes you do dumb things or just act dumber. Have you ever been there? I like, only have been to Las Vegas when I was a child. So yeah, I, I was like there for a weekend. I did not like enjoy it very much. But like one thing that sticks out to me is that. It was like, oh, I'm going to walk to this. There's like a weed shop, but it's not on the main strip. It's like a mile 
1.2 miles away. I'm like, oh, I can walk there. That's fine. I'm in a fucking desert. It's like 102 degrees. Why did I like elect to walk there? And I'm like, I'm like halfway there. I'm like, I'm going to roast alive. This was the, the dumbest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> I would never have done that anywhere else. Anyways. It is true. It's like, it's hot. There's stone. There's a lot going on to bake your, bake your brain over there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's clearly what we're seeing with Mayor Goodman. Um, and I also think that brings us to the end of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So until the end of the pandemic, guys, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Corona Cast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.